Welcome back to a new series on On The Grow podcast. I'm your host, Grace Lee. In my last series, I highlighted why I don't define myself as an influencer, things I've learned as a social media coordinator and strategist here in New York City. I covered what is influencer marketing with one of my best friends, Natalie Barbu. I share tips for how to balance work life and social life when you're constantly on for social media and finish the series talking about influencer marketing from a brand perspective with one of my good friends, Summer Lee. So this is the first episode into the Faith series. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing some stories of times I've really just dealt with stressful situations and sharing five ways I stay positive in stressful situations. So nothing can throw me into a pit quite like circumstances I can't control. It's that place where anxiety threatens to swallow me whole as my mind races through all the fear-inducing what-ifs and unknowns. This reminds me of the book of Daniel. And in Daniel 6.10, Daniel learned that anyone who's caught praying to anyone besides King Darius will be thrown into the lion's den. I remember growing up and reading and hearing about this story and many times in church, and it didn't really uh, make sense to me of, you know, the story itself and who Daniel was and what he really did. Hearing this story now just really was something I wanted to bring back and talk about because in that moment, hearing that kind of news, like, can you imagine that level of fear that Daniel would be having, knowing that anyone who's praying to anyone besides the king will, you know, be in the lion's den? I mean, he could easily find himself in a pit of despair, before he ever came close to the pit full of lions. But I really, really wanted to just talk about his reaction because it was just so amazing. Knowing all of that, he just went home, threw his windows open, not caring who was watching, and prayed anyway. And I think about that, and I wonder, could I have ever been that brave? And it wasn't like his prayers were like, please save me, or this is too much, God. It wasn't any of that. And I think his reaction to his situation really just inspired me. And I really just wanted to talk about his story, especially going into how I stay positive in these stressful situations. I've always seen positivity as a choice. You can choose to stay down, be negative in situations where... You don't see a way out, or you can choose to pick yourself up from the ground and push forward. I mean, I've seen both sides of it and how choosing to be negative can affect me as a person. I think over time, the experiences really pave out how you'll react to future situations. They serve as reminders that you'll be better than the next. I believe that thankfulness must become a habit. I see that Daniel was able to give thanks even in the midst of uncontrollable circumstances, because it was a habit he had already formed in his life. Fighting fear begins the moment we start giving thanks. That's when we can really see 
things start to shift and things change. And when Daniel got down on his knees to pray, he wasn't living in denial of what was happening around him. He was turning to God in the midst of his circumstances. So without further ado, here are five ways I find myself staying positive through stressful situations. When we feel cornered by a difficult circumstance, we're tempted to look for security in temporal things that seem invincible but leave us susceptible to shame. I find that when I understand the situation to its entirety, I see the purpose of my life reminding me that God never fails. So when I do understand these situations, it gives me the sense and idea and reminder that I'm not running away from the situation, but facing it full on. And I ask myself, is this really going to affect me or is it mental? How can I change it? Because we can't always fix our circumstances, but we can fix our eyes to God. I really think that when I do look at the entire situation and not just focus on what it is I'm going through, instead of just, you know, pinpointing the certain pain or pinpointing um, what someone has said to me in those moments, I think when I start to see all of it all at once, that's when I realize, like, I really realize God's purpose in that moment. And I know that's kind of hard to really explain, but it just reminds me that there is no situation or any circumstance that I can do or anything I can do in those moments that he cannot do, that he cannot go ahead and fix. And so this just serves as a reminder to me that this is how our hearts need to be. And I especially, I take this as a time to really ask myself this question, like, what is this teaching me? What am I to learn from this situation? I've come across difficult people in my life where I constantly questioned why they reacted in the ways they did in these situations. And sometimes when they do act the way they do, I just look at them and I I feel so like disheartened and confused because I expect people to react in the ways I do because I know that that's how I would have handled the situation. God uses these seasons of suffering, especially through those kind of times, to teach us obedience and steer us towards surrender and bring glory to him. So the suffering shouldn't surprise us. It should actually refine us because our attitudes in time of testing determines the fruit of a trial. Another way that's helped me stay positive through stressful situations is understanding that in order to step forward, you need to step back. Many people can look at my life with what I share publicly and pull out the facts. I have a blog, a YouTube channel, full-time job, my side job, managing my brand. And at the same time, I attend lots of meetings and events with agencies and brands while also having a social life and communicating with my family who live far away and having time for myself. When I look at everything with that, 
I question why I don't give myself enough breaks, why I don't actually step back more than I should. Um, I find that taking a step back has allowed me to keep moving forward. It's really interesting how that works. Because once you see that things can be accomplished without having to have that hustle mentality all the time, you'll learn to appreciate that break more. I mean, think about it. Do you know how hard it is to step back when you're moving forward and all you see is, you know, things happening and things progressing and a voice in your head says you need to take a step back? Doesn't that make you feel like you're going literally backwards? So I ran track in middle school and... I remember associating the person behind me when I was running as someone who wasn't as fast as me, meaning not not good enough to be at my level. I guess you could say it that way. Think about it. Even in a marathon, like the New York Marathon happened in November and we're always concerned about who is the first winner or the first person who crosses the finish line at what time. And, you know, like maybe the top three, top five, but we never really focus on the ones that are towards the end of the race. And I guess in some ways people think it doesn't really matter, you know, but it does matter because they're still crossing the finish line and at least they'll get there. It just won't be at the same pace as the first winner, but they'll get there. And I think... The hustle culture has made us feel like we should keep moving at all times. Like we should not only keep moving, but we should always be on top of it. We should always be at our peak at all times. And that's actually, that's like impossible. Someone who manages more than one job and has to build relationships and has to do this and has to do that. And of course, like if you don't have that balance, and even when you do have that balance, it really like messes with you. And that's why I I want people to encourage more breaks and encourage taking a step back for yourself or for what it is you're doing and really reevaluating everything you're doing. Because once you do that, once you can understand that you can step forward when you step backwards, that everything just kind of falls into place and you finally, you know, understand how you could be ahead instead of just on the pace that you are. So that's something I, I really just wanted to highlight is through those stressful situations, you just want a way out. You just want to keep pushing through and finding how to get out of it. And for most of us, it seems like the only way out is to move forward. And yes, I do agree that stepping forward is a way out of those stressful situations. Not if you're moving in the wrong direction, though. We all think that stepping forward can mean that we're going to get out of it. But sometimes stepping forward is also the wrong direction. So I guess you could say that once you figure out, once you evaluate what that direction is you're going in and understanding that that is a way to stay positive through stressful situations. 
Another way I stay positive through stressful situations is really reminding myself that God is greater than any of my situations. He already knows the result. He reigns sovereign over every circumstance and is always in control. It reassures me that I don't need to worry because he's already covered it. He's already gone ahead and knows what's coming for me. So rather than focusing on the overwhelming obstacle before me, it has helped to continually look to him with a confident expectation. I love this verse. It's Isaiah 8, 17. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. I really like the book of Isaiah, especially for someone who feels, you know, almost like they're waiting in situations, lost in situations, and going through these types of, you know, painful desperations in life. And Isaiah is such a good book that really reminds you of all the times um, that Isaiah was strong through all the circumstances he was put in. And so I try to look back at the seasons in my life where I've played the waiting game with God. I mean, patience has never been my strong suit. I hate waiting. I want things to happen now. Is anyone else like that? I I feel like, you know, I'm someone who just wants to see results now and wants to do this now and wants to go here now and have this now. And And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, we look at, I even... Um, did some research and found that a top Google search result is how to lose weight fast, how to get over this fast, how to get over your ex quickly. Everything is so like, go, go, go. And how can I get through it as quickly as possible? In a world where we want results now, I think it's best to understand, at least for me, that the progress we go through is for a reason, you know, slow and steady win the race. And I know people have heard that quote many times, but I really just want to break it down. And slow and steady can be at your own pace. I mean, don't define it as it being this amount speed, because no matter what, you're going to get there. It's not about how fast you can get there. They say life about the journey and not the destination i feel like i'm like throwing out all the quotes in here but something to think about really i just know that especially in these stressful situations when i just want out i know that it helps me to remember god's timing is much better than mine and this reassures me that as i continue to be patient and wait Knowing that he will provide when the time is right gives me peace to keep moving forward. It's one of the best reminders because in the midst of stressful situations, you feel desperate for a way out. I just really know that I've had so many of these situations, especially this year, that weren't just like little ones, but like really big eventful situations that could change my life. Uh or at least the course of it, I remember just really 
praying about it and it was really hard for me to pray about it actually I remember my heart was just so like upset you know like questioning why I was going through these things and why this was happening to me and I can remember each moment vividly where I would just break down and write it out because that that's always helped me in these times is just writing really like writing to God and really asking him like you know what can I do like what can you please show me some sort of sign that things will get better and I'll be okay because I can't keep living like this even though I want to like go into it more in depth I know that I should just really just touch on you know how I was able to react in the situations rather than the situations itself you know some of the situations included like um career related stuff and even dealing with people that were difficult I feel like I just come across a lot of people that are just difficult to communicate with and sometimes I feel like it's my fault maybe it's the way I'm communicating but regardless of whether it's me or them like I know that I can still choose to remain calm and I can still choose to remain positive and be a reflection of God in these situations. Another way I stay positive through stressful situations is reminding yourself that you cannot fix all problems. So I call myself a self-proclaimed fixer. I find creative solutions for everyone's problems. I mean, I'm even good at giving God suggested fixes just in case he needs my help. It sounds silly because God doesn't need my help, ever. My struggle is impatience when waiting on God, but often the root of my impatience is a feeling of self-sufficiency. I don't wanna live in the mindset that I can tackle every little or big problem on my own. Just because I can fix it doesn't mean God wants me to fix it. Continuing in this mentality will rob me of my own peace, and I know that. I know that because I have, you know, felt times where I thought that I could just do everything myself. This is a big kind of mentality in someone who's an entrepreneur, um, and you see it because you've already started something. Like, I could say I've already started my own brand a long time ago, and I've seen, quote-unquote, ways that it's succeeded um and so because you already see those signs of success you think that you can keep going and you can find success in your own way because you've already created it and that just causes a ripple effect because once you rely on yourself fully knowing that you can do everything that's where you start going downhill because Life is going to throw you curveballs. Life is going to keep putting obstacles in your path to remind you, or at least God is going to remind you, that you can't do it all. God humbles you in certain situations to remind you that you can't fix everything. And that's when you hit rock bottom again. And you wonder, you know, 
how did this happen? Like I was on a roll. I was doing everything myself. I was balancing my time. It wasn't like I was it just all these like, you know, I was doing this, I was doing that. But that's the thing is that when your mentality is already in the mindset that you did this, you did that instead of God did this, God provided me with that. When you let go and allow God to be in control, you feel like it's a tough thing to do in this situation. And I know that, you know, letting go and allowing God to be in control is tough. I get it. We find ourselves in pain and distress in our stressful situations, but I found that he loves us through the pain. It sounds confusing because most people would think, how can you say you're loved in that moment when he puts you through pain? Or, or how is he silent when you're in pain? But let me phrase it this way. What if God's silence is part of the rescue? I read this story a long time ago about someone who went through pain and used that pain to praise God in the end. And I, this story was just such an inspiring story. I even shared a blog post on it. This person um, had to go to a hospital for some sort of like pain in her stomach area and she could recall the times where she was crying out to God because she was in so much physical pain and there was silence like she couldn't hear him and it was just she was questioning everything and saying like am am I not your daughter God like you know have I not done this you know how could this be how could you let me go through so much pain when I am actually crying out to you and calling out to you and the thing is that in the end um because she went through even more pain there was um some sort of reason for it and it was actually the that life threatening pain that she had actually saved her life and just to like uh, wrap up the story she had a new outlook on god's silence and she felt like her eyes were being opened in this situation i really took this as the pain you go through is so you can turn to him and him only you know he puts us or he doesn't put us but we go through pain so we don't have these distractions we don't have all these you know worldly comforts materialistic goods that comfort us and we don't have people comforting us i found that turning to god in these situations gives me that whole new outlook too on the times when god seems silent he wants our full attention and sometimes we're so stubborn we're so stubborn in our ways and we want to hold on to things and right in this moment what comes to mind is this image of god kneeling down to a child and he has a bigger teddy bear you know behind his back and the kid has a small teddy bear and God is saying do you trust me and the kid is holding on to the teddy bear thinking like no I don't want to let it go but God's like do you trust me as he has something even better behind his back 
that makes me think that like how many times have we done that have we been that kid where we're holding on to the things that comfort us and holding on to things that we know are good already and we've seen it do good things in our lives and we don't want to let it go we don't want to let it go because how can we see something without actually seeing it how can we like trust you know god knowing that we're going to get something better i think we're so stubborn in that way and i am i am very guilty of that too I have a hard time letting go and I have a hard time trusting and I think it's because I have a hard time trusting people in general. I find times that, you know, are difficult for me to trust God in situations because I don't always see what's ahead of me. I don't always see his plan for me and that's the thing is that you don't need to see all those things. You have to just trust him. You have to have faith that he will come and bless you and give you so much greater than the things that you have now if you only trust and that makes me so sad because I just know that like I can keep saying that and saying you have to just do it you have to just do it but in those moments I know how incredibly hard it is to fight it it's like looking over a cliff and someone's like if you jump you'll be okay but what you see in front of you is like rocks and water and it doesn't look okay it looks terrifying and how in the world if you jump are you going to be okay like you know you want like the backup plan you want like okay if this doesn't happen what's what's going to happen you know if it doesn't work and that's the thing god is trying to eliminate that backup plan and be like look do you trust me again with the teddy bear There are so many things that I need to trust him in and let go and let him do the work. He's already done the work, but he wants us to rely on him instead of rely on ourselves because we can't trust ourselves to do everything. The last tip I have to stay positive in stressful situations is standing firm. Whenever I sit in a desk, I've always sat up with my back straight. I like to keep good posture because I don't like how slumping makes me feel. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've always just loved the idea, you know, idea of feeling like tall in my seat, I guess you could say, because I mean, despite the fact that I'm the shortest person, well, I'm 5'2", I'm not the shortest person, but I'm pretty short. And so I like to kind of like sit up because that makes me at the same level as everyone else. And I remember I've done this, you know, in like high school. I've done this ever since high school, even college. And I would just sit up straight with my back up and my posture like perfect um, in these in those seats. And I would see people around me like slumping and like, you know, hunching over And I just, like, I never really liked that. And maybe it was because I liked the idea that, you know, when you sit up too, like, you're um, exercising your abs. And so, yeah, that was something that really, like, stuck to me then. But, I mean, I can even, like, apply this for why I started drinking kombucha. Um, If you follow me on Instagram or Instagram stories, I actually post uh, how much I love kombucha a lot. I drink it every other day 
and I switch with the flavors and everything, but I used to like not like kombucha or the taste of it, but I started really drinking it more because I heard it was like good for digestion and helped your stomach. And I've always had, you know, a sensitive stomach and it actually has helped me a lot. And, um, you know, like I'm not sponsored by kombucha or anything, but I would love to be. Health Aid's my favorite if they're listening, uh, because I knew what kombucha did to me and I knew it was good for me and actually helped my stomach, I kept drinking it. And for some reason, like the taste, I started liking it more. And I think maybe I liked it more because I liked what it did to me. Um, So I guess like applying that back to the posture thing is once you know that something you're doing or something you're trying or whatever is good for you, you'll keep doing it because that will motivate you more than the feeling it gives you anyway. Does that make sense? So good physical posture aligns our muscles and good spiritual posture can help align our souls. I know that some of my scary moments in life have included loss of direction, health issues, and financial strains. Sometimes smaller issues have kept me up at night as I mentally chew on concerns over my schedule for the week and if it's going to go according to plan or, you know, if it's whether it's an upsetting post on social media or, you know, what am I going to have to sacrifice in order to get everything done for the week? And my mind just like goes. I don't know why. It just like keeps churning. It's like one of those you know, things you see with the butter is that like, it is just constantly churning. It's like not going full speed, but it's just like the thoughts are just going, you know, around and around. And I love, um, I love the book of Isaiah because many times God speaks through Isaiah to his people whose hearts, they were shaking over fear and worry and constant, like, you know, thinking these thoughts and playing the what if game and all that. And so he wanted He wanted them to stand firm in their faith in him, even when their circumstances didn't make sense to them. While we can't control most situations, we can choose our posture or response in the midst of them. So just to like pull everything together, I know that remaining positive through stressful situations is easier said than done. I can speak through this entire podcast. You may find some glimmer of hope through it. But when you stop listening and when you find yourself back in that situation that you're currently in, your fear can threaten to get the best of you. I want to remind you that whatever situation you're going through and whatever storm or pain or any of these worries and fears that are in your life currently as I speak, I just want to remind you that God calls out to us to stand firm in faith rather than faint in fear. These are the ways that I stay positive in stressful situations. And just because I apply all of these tips and ways that, you know, I remain positive doesn't mean I'm always positive. Um, I find that reminders have helped me pull through a lot of times. I will say, 
even as I recorded this podcast, um, I had a mental breakdown last week over a situation that I was in. And I think once you admit and accept that you're going to have these mental breakdowns, uh, it actually helps you pick up the pieces and keep going and stand firm in the midst of your pain and your and stand firm in the midst of your pain and fear. I really hope this was helpful. Um, just like in my last series, I'd love for you to share with me your ways that you stay positive and any tips that you have for stressful situations or, you know, whatever helps you in these moments and seasons of life because I do want to remind you that it is temporary. It's not a forever thing, even though it feels like it's forever, even though it could go on for years and years, that it's not forever. So again, if you liked this episode, um, please give it five stars um, and leave a review because I would love to hear what you're what you think um, of this episode. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series where I ask the question, what drives your life? In this episode, I pull out three things that have been driving my life along with a couple of stories and some of my favorite verses. Thanks for tuning in.